peace. They use interesting words, comprehend and know. Mm-hmm. How does someone comprehend serenity? They feel it. Yeah, if you look at serenity in the dictionary, it will say, see serene. <laughs> they don't try and describe the state of being. They, mm-hmm. You can see what a serene state looks like, and then the state of serenity is found somewhere within that. Does that make sense? Yeah. How does one know peace? You feel it. I mean, if you have found there's less conflict within you. Mm-hmm. Especially in my mind. Precisely yeah. <laughs> right. If there's no conflict in your thought life, if there's no conflict in the way you're thinking and feeling, any of you ever felt a certain way and then said to yourself, I shouldn't feel this way? <laughs> Isn't that uncomfortable? Yeah. How the hell should you feel in the way you're thinking? Okay, so no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we'll see how our experience can benefit others. Yep. Why? <coughs> we listen to our sponsor go through step five with us. How many of you thought that terrible experience that happened to you, that somehow you got through and you've been able to help walk somebody else through? And you didn't even have to hear them describe it to sort of know what they were talking about. Yep. Because we're sharing states of beings now. We're, we're talking to them in the spirit, right? Okay. Um, that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Why will that happen? We've been reborn. Yeah. Nice. Right? That's what they told us in Step three, if you sincerely take such a position, hold us in promises, and one of them was, we're reborn. Right? So now you're a new creation. Okay? Alright, so fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. How many of you have noticed that? That you're able to show up, stand up, speak up. How many of you had lost that ability? Yeah. Or maybe you never had it. Okay. How many of you have started paying your bills? <laughs> we'll intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We'll suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. When we say, God, what do you say? Power. 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 So this, this tangible power that we encountered in two is now more tangibly expressing itself through me. Yes? Yep. Yes. Okay. So it says, are these extravagant promises? Yes. Yep. <laughs> they are. Especially from where we start. Yeah. But why do they call that to our attention? Because by then it isn't. Because they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but they always materialize if we work for them. They're telling you that freedom is yours too, and even though we were what we told you we were, what we were like, once we had our encounter, here's what we're like now. Right? Okay. So, then it says this thought brings us to step 10. So what thought? That the promises will always materialize. I won't regret the past. How many of you were full of regret? 
growing in effectiveness of that. Yes. Not necessarily taking them to the steps, just getting along. Yep. Yep. Maybe find you get along better with people than you once did. Yep. Okay. So this is not an overnight matter. Why do you tell us that? It's <laughs> a cautionary note. Because we all want stuff right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. And they want me to stay persistent. How many of you have been around here a minute and realized that what I thought was impossible was not impossible, but I had to be empowered to walk through a few things. I would have liked some of my circumstances to be erased, but my circumstances are what perfected the man I am now. Yep. So I had to walk through them. Yep. Okay. All right, so it should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Are we going to continue? When did I start? Step four. <laughs> John always does that. <laughs> In step four, I did learn to identify those selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. What step four also showed me was that I was always good at spotting those things in you. Yes. And by this stage, I realized that what I'm spotting in you is simply reflecting what's going on. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to have to get that out of the way in order to correctly assess the situation so I can see how it would be maximum helpful. Yes. So they're going to give us some discipline now. When these crop up, notice the promise. They will crop up. When? Yeah, not if. <coughs> On the offhand chance, should they crop up? When they crop up. We ask God and wants to remove them. We say, God, what do you say? Power. Power. I call that to your attention because if you have not encountered power in two and informed your decision with that power in three, you will never get disciplined in this if you're thinking it's a light bulb or a chair or a group of drums or any of the bullshit I've heard of. <laughs> You won't, because you won't try and improve consciousness with that right. worldly item. You will only try and improve consciousness with the spirit within you, because you know it's tangible, because you know it's freedom. Right. Make sense? Yes. Yep. So we ask God at once to remove them, we discuss them with someone immediately, and they come in as quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Call your attention to the steps. I know they're not on the wall here, but if you guys can recall them, do you see anywhere in the steps that suggests that I can help me? Nope. Nope. Because I lied to one of I can help me. Right? So, so it's always going to be somebody else who God has led me to that I'm going to be able to help, but only when I surrender my judgment. Yes? Yep. So when I'm asking God to remove from me the selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, what is it I'm asking him to remove? Myself. Myself. Right? It says, how can you see the speck in your brother's eye when you can't see the plank in your own eye? Yep. Better you should remove the plank from your eye. Your eye should better see to help your brother. Yep. So the plank in my eye is my perspective about that situation. Right? Okay. So, how many of you have heard of 
Read the 12 step. Carry this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. And you wondered what principles? And then you read another book. And you thought it was honesty and willingness. And that book was written 15 years later. Yep. So it wasn't them. Right? That was written 15 years later and it wasn't collectively written. So the principles they're discussing were contained in that little sentence we just read. Yep. So we review. Yeah. Yep. Watch, cast, discuss, turn. <coughs> right. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, fear. When these crop up, we ask at once that they be removed. We discuss them with someone immediately and then resolutely turn our thoughts from when we can. Now, watch, cast, discuss, turn. That's the principle I'm going to practice in all my prayer. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Because they wouldn't tell us about a list of one done for 15 fucking years. <laughs>
So what does that indicate I had to do with it? It happened automatically. Not a thing. Nothing. Right. That's, that's why they're going to say, we'll see that our new attitude for liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. Exclamation point. Why are they so surprised? Because they have tried and tried. No human power could relieve my alcoholism. Right. right. And all of a sudden, power is gone. Yep. Not the, not the drunkenness, the ism. Mm -hmm. Right. Does it make sense? Yep. That's the miracle of it. How many of you have concluded from wherever you were in your addiction to wherever you are that brought you here tonight that there had to have been something greater than you involved? Yeah. Absolutely. So that when we speak miracles, we're talking about deliverances of which we are a part. Yes? Yes. Okay. And then it says we're not fighting it, neither we have avoided temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, Satan is protected. Name this means. I do that for my scientific minded friends. How many of you get the idea of what it would feel like to be placed in a position of neutrality, Satan protected? Yeah. Yeah. Ever wish someone could save you from yourself? Yes. Yeah.
So it says it does not exist. The problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We're neither talking nor are we afraid. So they're clearly talking now about the fear problem. Yes. That's our experience. You notice how they did not they give us their opinion. They didn't tell me what my experience would be. They didn't tell me what your experience would be. They said, this is our experience. This, this state of being has happened to me. And they told us their demographic. Half of them were atheists or agnostics. The other half were believers dying in their alcoholism. And to a person, they agree on this experience. It's pretty profound, isn't it? Okay. So it says, so long as that's how we react, so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So what's happening if I'm fighting with things? I'm in a negative state. I'm not in fit spiritual condition. I'm not awake. It doesn't matter how many digits are on your medallion. It matters. Do you still give the world power to affect how you think or feel? And if you do, that's not a problem except you're asleep. Right. It's unconscious. Mm-hmm. So then it goes on to tell us it's easy to let up on the program, the spiritual program of action and rest on our world. How many of you have been here long enough to realize how easy that is? So they acknowledge that. And then they tell us something else that's kind of a no-brainer. We're headed for trouble if we do. True. How many of you have let up on your spiritual program of action? Personal. Mm -hmm. You notice how you started doing the steps in reverse? Yeah. Body will never, they never try to cure it, right? <laughs> no. The doctor said, hey, the way you are, good idea to eat a drink. <laughs> so where are we changing to be up next week? Yeah. Right? That's not going to work for me. Abstinence is what I have to do, but I have no capacity for abstinence. <laughs> so True. I've got this thing. you got to understand it and cure my alcoholism. They simply remove my fear. I'm not going to kill you today at noon. Then it goes on to every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. So did you know you can carry the vision of God's will into all your activities? Yep. So we would have to know that God was tangible, right? We would have to know that God communicates in dreams and visions and prophecies. Yes, we would have to know these things about this power because why else would I know that I could carry the vision of God's will into all my activities? That's what they're witnessing to. How many of you figure that out? I may not always know God's will, but I know it's going to be absent, selfish, just as long as you figure. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. So it's. What they did in order to carry the vision in all their activities is every time they were disturbed, how can I best serve thee, thy will, not mine, be done. Mm-hmm. Now, in 10-step discipline, they're acknowledging the delusion of a will apart from God. So it's in, it's in for instance, you'll notice my 11-step consciousness, 
is no more delusion. It's just I will. Because there really isn't my will and God's will. There's God's will and my disagreement with God's will. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm not, I won't teach you. I'll show you that by the time I do. So it's the 11th step when I'm awake and I'm carrying the message. Yes? Okay. So these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. Why do they say that? Because my doubt goes with me constantly. Because my ability to be disturbed by things I can see and hear in the world go with me constantly. My, my ability to believe a disappointment is the verdict when I've already been told the promise. Yeah. And have you ever had that happen to you? Sure. Okay. So we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. Exercise my willpower along what line? His will be that. His will be that. Whatever it is. Right? Okay. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. When did they tell us that? But that, what they tell us is that Christian came to them as in their encounter. Our peace, happiness, and sense of direction. Much has already been said. They told us we feel the flow of the Spirit. Right? They told us. So they did tell, tell us much about that, right? They also told us much about them, didn't they? Happily, we're atheists or agnostics. And someone had to call to their attention the tangible flow of the Spirit in them. And say, that, ah, that's the power of If we have carefully followed directions, we've begun to sense the flow of His Spirit into us. So how many of you have felt the flow of His Spirit into you tonight? Sit here. So that's never happening from the podium. What's happening is the power of testimony is resonating within you and creating an experience called revelation. You're having revelatory power. Some of you can go back to places in your life where you experience this power and you start to see purpose. And what you thought less purpose. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. To some extent, we become God conscious. So I'm not clear awake yet, but to some extent, I've become aware of that presence in my life. Yes? Yes. Aware that I'm aware. This is flowing through me, but it is not of me. Yes? How many of you have come flowing through you, but you weren't quite sure was it? Of you, and so you thought you could invoke it on your own, and found out. Where's my more churchy type? God has to pray for somebody to have a profound experience in the inside, going to anoint everybody, and it's not profound. No, that's right. We're waiting for a cue. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Alright, so we begun to develop this vital sixth sense. What do they mean by it? Necessary for life. My God consciousness is life. People that may not believe that, and that's when you wake up, you will. Hey, you will. Right? If you're separate from God, we need to bury you. That's right. It's true. I'm not saying if you're just asleep, I'm just saying if you're if you're separate from source. Anyway. So we must go further, and that means more action. These guys just won't let up. <laughs> Step 11 is just prayer and meditation. Why did they do that? 
well, if I'm doing all the talking and none of the hearing, that's about how I did a lot of the really bad decision making. Right. Oh yeah. So we shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer better than that we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude we work at it. Others when they told us we had to carry the vision of God's will and they told us we had to do that constantly and now they're telling me the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to pray constantly. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. So what's the proper attitude? You have to go all the way back to your first step lesson. They, they told him that he was approached and, and they told him about the spiritual principles and they laid him at his feet and he said he picked them up. This I did because I honestly wanted to and was willing to make the effort. So honestly want to and willing to make the effort is always the requirement of you to grow spiritually. Does that make sense? Why? We're willing to These guys tell us all about it in here. What's the first step in recovery? We learned we had to fully convince our innermost self that we were alcoholic. This is the first step in recovery. Can't do that based on a lot. No. No. So I'm always back to, oh, my tools. This idea that we don't return to a first step to experience powerlessness throughout our life is silly. Yeah. It's absolutely silly. I'm powerless many times each day when I think you're possible how I think you're being. That's right. And until I awaken to the fact that you have no power to cause how I think and feel, my thoughts are causing how I think and feel, and I need them redirected. Because right now I think I'm sitting in a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them do this with me every day for 30 days. And I know two things. 
They'll either stop doing it long before 30 days, or they'll continue doing it long after 30 days. But I know if I got enough of you following me, I'll do it. Right. Yep. Because we drive each other to our steps, we hold each other accountable through the process. Okay? So then it says, were we kind and loving toward all? What can we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were we thinking of what we could do for others? And what we could back into the stream of life. Do you see how that would help guide and inform your attitudes if you gave yourself a reset before you just gave up and realized that you actually did have the answers in you and you can't necessarily change the past, but if there's an amends to be made, you can make it and you can own who you are today. How many of you got permission to be human today? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. How many of you, when you realize you made a mistake, just sat in your stinking thoughts and wouldn't talk to anyone? Now no one's help. See, if you just share it with somebody else and give them the dignity of helping you process through it, both of you are helping, right? Absolutely. So we've got our tendency to go inward and isolate is not... How many of you tried to isolate away because people were the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and you all walked up by yourself, so the problem. So the problem wasn't ever there, it was in the mind, and I'm going to need a little help to unpack, yes? Okay. Alright, so after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. So, I'm going to ask for God's forgiveness. I must believe that I would receive something tangible. Yes? Yes. That's also biblical, you guys. Some people talk about self-forgiveness and things like that. Truthfully, humans are terrible at forgiving themselves. It's a divine act. Now, the one in you may provide forgiveness, but the forgiveness in you that you moved in tangibly is for others. It just happens to free you from you. Make sense? So, and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And then it says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. So, if I'm doing that, and then immediately on awakening, what happened in the middle? I slept. Download. So this may be this may be during the day and awakening during the day, but this may be as, as your dick and your dish comes, it's an end of the day thing. And I went to sleep and now I woke up. How many of you in your dream state received revelation? Lots. How many of you had to apply it pretty quick or you lost it? Lots. That's a brilliant idea. I'm going to remember it. Let me pee first. <laughs> and then you forget Blank. Any of you ever had that? I'm about something in your psyche, learning something you know you needed to do. Okay. So as we consider our plans for the day before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially at asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. So, asking God to direct our thinking, those of you who don't like King James-style prayer, God, please direct my thinking, especially if these words for self pity, dishonest, self seeking motive. You can use that anytime you're annoyed, drop the next. Yep. And why might you want to do that? Conscious, conscious. 
Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave his brains to use. So if I employ my mental faculties, who are my mental faculties working for? They're working for me, and I'm working for God, because I got a new employer. Now, what they don't tell you in there is if I don't employ my mental faculties as a tool, my mental faculties will employ me as a tool. Right. Yes. So my decision is either mind's a tool or I'm a tool of my mind. Right. And you know the difference? Yeah. How many of you have been driven by thoughts that told you you weren't good enough? The people were cheating on you. They're going to fire you anyway. Just quit that fucking job. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear to the wrong motives. Our whole life is lived out between our ears. Not, not on this plane, but on that one. So if we get our thought life clear, we, we live largely free, don't we? How many of you looked around the room that you've been here over the years and realized that everyone is aged but you? That's because we live in our thought life. I can see your infirmities, but I still I'm good. <laughs> Kevin, he doesn't age well. <laughs> Kevin and I were college buddies, jumping out a window and said we found ourselves survivors and recovery 45 years later. <laughs> Alive, man. <laughs> <laughs> in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. How many of you thought about your day and thought? Okay. They're just talking about what they're like now. You get it? What we were like, that hopeless, what happened, and they took us through the process. Now they're telling us what we're like now. Yeah. So we may face indecision. Yep. We may not be able to determine which course. Yeah. Okay. 
So then it says what used to be the hunch and the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. I emphasize gradually. They're telling you about a process. You want our feet in motion and just keep walking, your mind will catch up. Yep. Move in faith. Yes? Yep. So everybody that's thinking that everyone's a spiritual giant around them, no, we all are full of doubts and fears. We don't know which course to take. Ask and walk. Ask and walk. Because that's how we do it. And then it says, being still and experienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it's not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. Why do they tell us that? Because it's a gross understatement. Yeah, because I want to be inspired at all times. That's my nature. That's why I spend so much time with crap. I want to be inspired at all times. <laughs> Step on myself always. Yeah? Yeah. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. You want to, this, just particular to this crowd, want to hear an absurd action and idea? Sure. I met Joe Trapetta a few years ago. He told me about this crazy dream of putting 400 recently released returning citizens in one place in the middle of the city. He didn't have any money. Yes? Okay. 
So we ask especially for freedom from self-will, carefully make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be help. We're careful to never pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. So with that explanation, can you easily see why? Oh, yeah. I would have asked for a lot of stuff to be removed that took things out of me, guilt, shame, remorse, doubt, self-loathing, pulled it out of me because I was empowered to walk through the gift of circumstances. Yes? Yeah. Yes. So if circumstances warm, we ask our wives and friends to join us in morning meditation. So how would I know if circumstances warm? You'd feel it. That'd be a good clue. They ask, what are you doing? Can I join you? Yeah. How many of you have not been asked what you could sense somebody was curious and you just said, hey, do you want me to show you what's up? Yeah. And they just kind of slid in and you the spirit gave you a nudge. Yeah. So you'll have to be in tune now, right? Okay, if we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. We attend to what? The morning devotion that my religious group requires, but I don't do that to supplant my AA practice. I do it in addition to my AA practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we've been discussing. There are many helpful books also, suggesting suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Notice the wording. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Didn't say be quick to see that they're right. How am I going to be quick to see where they're right? I might need to read their literature. I might need to do some other things in order to see that the principles they're discussing are no different than the principles I've been learning. Yes? Yep. Okay. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. Did notice how they said we pause when agitated or doubtful? It didn't talk about if it happened. It right. talked about when it happened. So how many of you have gone out through the day and found yourself <laughs> agitated or doubtful? Yep. What did the doctor tell us about our condition if we're alcoholic? They're restless, irritable, and discontented, unless they can again experience that sense of discomfort. Right. So if I'm not awake, I'm going to start finding myself agitated or doubtful. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. And ask for the right thought or action. How many of you have found yourself having a thought come to you, even though it was foreign to you, and act? in that thought before you realize you're acting out of character but in the right way. Yeah. One, you've been made new. It's probably what's happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. We constantly remind ourselves that we're no longer running the show. There's that word constantly again. It's all the time. I mean, if you walk through the day and get disturbed, I think you saw or heard and then realize that nothing happens in God's world by mistake. That's right. I'm here to serve. Not to criticize. That's right. We're here as coaches, not umpires. Right. Strike! Humbly <laughs> <laughs> saying to ourselves, many times each day, I will be done. Remember I told you, by this time the delusion's gone. There's no parentheses. There's no, not mine. I will be done. Yes. I go, huh? They're getting me ready, having awakened, carry this message. 
Okay. We are then in much such danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. How would you like to be in much danger of those things? Yes. How many of you in here have made foolish decisions that cost you dear? Yes? Yes, Scotty. To be in much danger of those things would be good. Okay? We became we become much more efficient. How many of you have figured that out? Even if you're brand new at this and you couldn't get up and participate in life and all of a sudden you're doing your life things and you're going to meetings and you're, you're starting to interact again and you're just starting to come out of yourself again, you're more efficient, yes? Even before you even know the process, you get more efficient because of the encounter that led you here. Yeah? We do not tire so easily for we're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works really does. So they're emphatic about this to a person is the experience, yes? Yep. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we've just outlined. So what is the simple way we've just outlined? Pray, meditate, pray, pause and agitate your doubtful, pray, meditate, pray. What's contained in the prayer? Watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear when these pop up and accept going up. Immediately turn across someone we can help, right? All of it's contained in pray, meditate, pray. Pause when agitated or doubtful. Why do I pause when agitated or doubtful? Because I'm slumbering. I've got no reason to be agitated or doubtful if I know who I am and whose I am. That's right. Right. So I don't need to worry about how you're doing because that's going to be a full time effort trying to discipline this finger. Yes? Yes. Okay. But this is not all. There's action and more action. Faith without works is dead. Where's that come from? Wow. Look at James. Why is they say this particularly for alcoholics? Why is faith dead or faith without works dead for the alcoholic? Show me, don't tell me. We're kids, right? We're doubters by nature. I prove power to me through me, and others can see it, and it's an observable act. I don't do anything for myself or by myself anymore because as God moves through me you can see it and when you ask and I honor my third step then maybe you have an opportunity to come yep. does that make sense? Yep. alright so the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12 thank you very much